Family of God teaching series is brought to you by Chumdi Ohahuna Ministry International, Komi. These teachings provides every believer with the knowledge of the Kingdom of God. Tells of what is expected of children, belonging to the family of God and helping all become fruitful believers. Now listen to Pastor Funk. Our privilege of the Lord, we have been learning about deception as children belonging to the family of God over some good weeks now. Amen. And there is a very short recap. We understood that deception does not happen only to those who are outside of Christ. Even in Christ, we can be deceived for some reasons. Amen. And those reasons include when we abandon, when we uh, refuse to abandon everything morally impure in all forms of wicked conduct. When we refuse to maintain a sensitive spirit that is able to absorb God's word. If we refuse to pay attention to the word of God and be obedient to God's word. If we do not allow the word of truth to be an actual word in our life. It means if we are not doers of the word of God, we can easily be deceived by the devil. And then lastly, if we do not control our tongue, if we don't know how to restrain ourselves from speaking. We may fall into the deception of the devil. May that not be our portion in the name of Jesus. And over the weeks, we, we consider areas of deception that, you know, they are majorly used by the devil to deceive believers. The first one was the love of money. And then the second one we treated was uh, arguing and debating the word of God. Then the last one we are going to be treating today is inability to discern who false I am is. In other words, inability for you to discern who is Christ and who is not Christ. Amen. So today we are talking about false Christ and true Christ. The book of Luke chapter 21 and verse 8 Jesus speaking to the disciples, he said, be careful, he replied, do not believe things that are not true. After all, many people will come and say, and they'll say, I am Jesus. They will say that the right time for God is soon. Do not follow these people. Amen. Now, Jesus himself gave this admonition to the disciples. And invariably to the church. Amen. Many Christians think that as long as they believe in Jesus, they will be shielded from the deception of these last days. Unfortunately, it's not so. Amen. It's not so that you believe in Jesus does not shield you from being deceived. It doesn't automatically shield you from being deceived in this life. Amen. And then, depending on the deception you fall for, you may, you may not end up with Christ. May that not be our portion in the name of Jesus. Alright, so however, there will be cruel deception that will be easy for us to identify as a church. Why? Because it's written in the scriptures. 
This is already written in the scripture. So it's not a function of there are some deceptions that are not known to the body of Christ. No. These ones are known why? Because they're already written in the scriptures, spoken by Jesus, spoken by the apostles. Amen. Alright, so Jesus says that the deceptions of these false scribes are so carefully planned and so skillfully carried out that even his children, those in the church, God's chosen ones, would be what? Deceived if that were possible. That deception is so carefully planned, skillfully orchestrated, and carried out. And the only reason it is not possible is if we keep our focus on the real Jesus. The only reason it will be possible for you to escape their slimy and skillful deception is if we know the real Jesus. Many times we say that many Christians just know what their pastors say. They don't know what the Bible says. They actually don't have a personal revelation of the scriptures. They don't have a personal understanding of the scriptures. The fact still remains that just speaking your Bible alone does not help you understand the word of God. And that is why we must know how to not only read our Bibles, but be able to read Bible dictionaries, Bible encyclopedias, or um, concordance, excuse me. Bible concordance, Bible dictionaries. To understand some contextual means, to understand exactly the shoes that the disciples were putting on when we were writing the epistles to us as a church. Praise God. So, the only way we can escape being deceived is to know or by knowing the real Jesus. And you cannot know the real Jesus with hesitate uh, or what you were told by somebody that said something that somebody else said. Are we together? The real Jesus can only be known through the story of the Word of God. You don't just speak your Bible like you're picking up a novel or you're picking up a newspaper. Or picking it up for the sake of the same, you don't read our Bible, we are not good Christians. You pick it up in the sense of wanting to know, wanting to learn, wanting to have an encounter, wanting a revelation from the Word of God. Amen. Desire to know the true Jesus. Unfortunately, many will be deceived into following the wrong Jesus if they keep up with the attitude and the habit of not studying the word of God and praying. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3 to 4, written by Apostle Paul, I'm reading the Passion Translation. It says, But now I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's clever lies, your thoughts may be corrupted and you may lose your single-hearted devotion and pure love for Christ. For you seem so gladly tolerate anyone who comes to you preaching the solo Jesus. Not the 
scriptures we have preached. You have accepted the spirit and the gospel that is false, rather than the spirit and the gospel you once embraced. How tolerant you have become of these imposters. The son of Jesus preaching are those ones that make you forget your first experience when you actually came to Christ. What teachings are you listening to these days that make you look, you know, ask yourself, why did I really have to be so sober and crying and whatever it was you did when you were giving your life to Christ in the first place? Amen. 
They have their own books. They have their own books. The true Jesus can only be known and revealed to you from these books. Every other one we are not putting because they knew they didn't have the same power and effect as the one we have in the 66. Praise God. They may be preaching some morally good stuff and the other, but if your goal is to know Jesus, this one with 66 is just okay for you. Amen. Praise God. The gospel associated with Christ, the gospel associated with the first Christ, is a different gospel. The first gospel is accompanied by a counterfeit spirit. You have to know that. Like Paul said, the spirit they are operating with is not the same spirit of Christ. It's not the Holy Spirit. Satan has possessed and set out these false apostles into the midst of the children of God, into the church of Christ. We see this in 2 Chronicles. Sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. We see from verse 13 to 15. It says, for they are not true apostles, but deceitful ministers, who masquerade as special apostles of the anointed one. Special apostles of the anointed one, meaning they are specially anointed by Jesus. They don't operate the way even the first disciples that Jesus himself selected operates. Praise God. Verse 14 says that doesn't, that doesn't surprise, but surprise us. For even Satan transforms himself to appear as an angel of light. So it's no wonder his servants also go about pretending to be ministers of righteousness. But in the end, they will be exposed and get exactly what they deserve. But they have taken orders to them again. Praise God. May we not be sent away with this first teachers in the name of Jesus. So the way out of not being taken away from following the children that is avoiding perishing is to continually love the truth. Continually study your Bible. Couple with prayer. And by so doing, you will be saved from being deceived by this set of people that the devil has sent into the fold. Amen. The book of books that Second Thessalonians chapter 2 from verse 9 to 12 says, the presence of the outlaw is apparent by the activity of Satan who uses all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs and spurious wonders and every form of evil deception in order to deceive those who are perishing because they rejected the love of the truth that will lead them to be saved. You have heard some preachers say, stop running after miracles, signs and wonders. Instead, run after the one that brings about signs, miracles and wonders. But yet, we still see that most believers do what? They even categorize the signs and wonders you know. They prefer the one that can go deep, deep, deep. They said go deeper. So go deep, deep into four generations. Just be telling what I'm doing, 
my parents did not tell me before the night. They shout, go deeper, go deeper. Go deeper will help you go deeper in deception. May that not be a question in the name of Jesus. Verse 11 says, because of this, God sends them a powerful delusion that leads them to believe what is false. Not the devil that sends them that powerful delusion. It is God. Why? Because they refuse to go in the path of knowing the truth. Instead, they seek after signs, wonders, and miracles. This is 
not a thing of the future. It's already happening in the body of Christ now. You wonder why you need to sit down to explain how Jesus' love operates in the church today. Many argue and argue and argue and argue what is plainly written in scriptures. Why? Because they have received this strong delusion that when the truth is made plain before them, they cannot believe it's the truth anymore. This is a situation that only God himself can reverse. I mean, you can teach the gospel teacher will just keep teaching. Pastor will keep teaching. You will just hold on to that lie. Because the lie has now become your new found truth. Some people call it the new normal. The English translation of Second Thessalonians 2 says, from verse 11 to 12, for this reason, God causes them to believe wrong things very easily and very strongly. So then they will believe what is not true. The result is that God will decide to punish them. They refuse to believe what is true. And instead, they enjoy doing wrong things. So God will punish all of them. May we not fall into this category in the name of Jesus. We shall continue to hold on to the truth of God's word. We shall continue to open our hearts to receive God's word the way it is. Taking it wrong, like my mentor always said, Bishop Enigo. He said, I take the word of God wrong. Let you take the word of God wrong. Don't only take the one that is convenient for you. What's convenient and inconvenient, take it and run with it. The word of God is true. He cannot lie. Whatsoever he says he will do, he will surely do. That scripture is not only for when you ask him for something. That scripture also applies to you holding on to the truth and obeying his commandments and doing his will. Amen. So, like I said earlier, we can already see this happening in our days and evidence in the church. As in our church attendance, praise God. When there is a teaching meeting and when there is a miracle or prayer meeting, you see the difference in the attendance. When there's a teaching meeting, are we more or less? We are less. When it's prayer or miracle service, we have overflow. We have need for more space and chairs. Hence, the followers of the counterfeit Christ are deceived because they refuse to love God's truth. The question here is loving the truth. It is not about whether science and wonders is wrong or right. The question here is, do you love the truth? Do you love the truth? Are you seeking to know God deeper? Not wanting to know your own path deeper. Wanting to see your own future deeper. Is it Jesus you want to know deeper? That is the question here. Praise God. So as followers of Christ, we must not refuse to love the truth of God's word as revealed to us in the Bible. Jesus speaking in Matthew chapter 7 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the realm of heaven's kingdom, 
that will enter into the heaven, into the kingdom. Amen. So here Jesus is emphasizing that it is not enough to simply profess his name in order to enter into heaven. Besides taking his name, following Jesus also requires that we actually follow him. And when we talk about following Jesus, we mean doing the will of the Father. Amen. Because Jesus himself says, I do nothing except the Father instructs, except the Father guides, except the Father reveals. If Jesus did that while he was on earth, we are expected to do the same. The only way we can do the will of the to follow Jesus is also by choosing to do the will of the Father. Quickly, how do we do God's will? How do we do the Father God's will? The book of John chapter 6, verse 39 to 40. It says, now, this is the will of the one who sent me, that I should not lose one person of everyone he has given to me, but raise them all up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father. Now listen to the will of the Father, verse 40. For everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him, to have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Jesus had his will and is connected to the will of the Father. His will is that Jesus' will was that he will not lose anyone. And that on the last day he was going to raise them all. And then in verse 40 we see the will of the Father is that everyone should look or everyone who looks on Jesus and believes in him will have eternal life and will be raised up with Jesus and also on the last day. The will is what it alone. The will of Jesus is never different from the will of the Father. So the King James Version, another translation, says, looking unto Jesus as seeth the Son. Okay, it says that everyone that seeth the Son. Now the, the Greek word seeth is theory. And Taylor defines it as to be a spectator, to look at, to behold to view attentively, to survey, to view mentally, to consider, okay, to perceive with your eyes, to enjoy the presence of Jesus, to discern, to describe, to ascertain, and to find out by what? Seeing. At the end of the day, we have to look into the word of God. Amen. Amen. The scripture in Romans says, as we behold him, face to face, as we behold him as the mirror, face to face, we are changed from glory to glory. You look unto the, 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 the glorious word of God, the Bible. The more you read it, the more you prayerfully study the word of God, the more you are looking unto Jesus and following his will. Amen. So thus, we need to look to Jesus, who is the Son of God. We need to spend time contemplating on his life. And his words he spoke while he was here on earth, and the things he did. Praise God. Jesus assures us, I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes me, who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. John chapter 5 and verse 24. Praise God. So we have a duty. To continue in this new life, the eternal life we have 
following Jesus day by day. In the name of Jesus, we shall maintain this new life in Christ. In Jesus' precious name. Thanks for listening. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. Kindly share your testimonies with us at chumdiohahuna ministry at gmail.com. Grace to you.